What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another episode of the Action Academy podcast, the show that teaches you how to replace corporate with cash flow and helps you unlock your inner entrepreneur. My name is Brian Lubin. I am your humble hosting guide. In March of 2022, I left my corporate job to travel around the world full time while building my own business from zero to $10 million a year. This podcast is the documentation and journey of my wins, my losses, and my lessons along the way. Buckle up and let's ride this roller coaster together. Today's episode features a cash flow clip from a full interview previously done with Mr. Mike McCarthy on the Action Academy podcast. You can go back and look up the full interview that is Mike McCarthy and Brian Lubin. Mike's condensed intro is he's worth probably north of $50 million, owns a bunch of real estate, owns a bunch of businesses. He's done everything the right way and built up a very large fortune throughout his life. And in the beginning, he did it in a way that was a lot of F you, a lot of chip on the shoulder. I've got something to prove. I'm going to be you know, a business magnate. I'm going to go really hard. With all this toxic energy and aggressive energy that a lot of us possess in our wealth building journeys. In today's episode, this is his response to my question of asking him, is that the best way to go about wealth building? With this chip on your shoulder of trying to prove something to someone, prove something to your father that wasn't loving you when you were growing up, you know, with this edge, this trauma, utilizing this as fuel, is that the best way or is there a better way to go about the journey that isn't as damaging to you, your family, and people around you? So what you're about to hear is his answer to that question. Before I share Mike's answer, if you're a high performer and you are asking these same questions, you're trying to figure out how to be financially free, how to scale, what's the best way to do it? And you don't have access to mentors. You don't have access to these $50 million guys, $5 million guys and girls, you know, even a million dollar guys and girls and all the people around you are just corporate workers and you're looking to change your environment, especially going into the new year. Guys, the podcast will give you that for free. But we also have the Action Academy community where we will literally hold your hand and get you in the literal rooms with these people. In Cabo that we're about to do, we have $300 million in net worth that's going to be in that room. So if you want these conversations, go in the show description, click the link, book a call, and we will have a conversation to see if it's a good fit. Now, Mr. McCarthy's answer. Let's get to it. I think that being a human being is... uh... It's painful. There's a lot of challenges that are thrown at us. There's a lot of confusion. There's not really a meaning of life that gets explained to us. And we're just left here in this world. And a lot of things happen that can can cause trauma. And I think what, what happens is that over time, we learn how to convert that trauma into the wall that we build around ourselves in order to protect who we think we need to be in order to be loved or to belong. And so we, we build this wall, which we could call the ego and Dr. Kelly Flanagan in his book, lovable explains this perfectly. So anyone who's listening that wants to dive deeper into this concept, that's where I got the metaphor from, but he just talks about how we build this, the castle walls and Yes, it protects us, but it also keeps the best parts of us locked away sometimes. And so we've got to be really aware of that. He also talks about how we also then sit on our throne that we build within our castle, within our ego castle walls. And that throne is all the things we're good at, or we do well, or that we excel at. And we tend to take all of those things and make them who we are. And we rest on that. And when COVID started, Brian, I <clears throat> I was stuck at home. At first, I was happy for a little while because I had been traveling so much. I'm like, this is nice to 
stay at home, just do whatever. And for a couple of weeks, we just enjoyed family time and did whatever. But after a few weeks, I was like, man, I got to, something has to come out of this. And so I started reading some books that were on trauma. One of them is called The Trauma of Everyday Life by Epstein. And I read that book and it basically just explained to me that no matter who you are, how great your life is, or whether you had awesome parents or not, we all have these traumas that we carry around with us. And we use those traumas to build this wall and this throne that we sit on. And that becomes how we show up in the world. And if we're not aware of that at some point, we won't experience the true light and power that we have within us, which is not coming from a place of needing to protect or defend or close off to the world, but it's actually our true power that's rooted in being able to say, you know, I have this light inside of me and I'm going to authentically just let this power out into the world. And so it's been a, it's been a journey for me over, I have been working with coaches. I have three coaches currently. Dr. Kelly is one of them. I work uh, with a woman named Janai Lane, and then I have another trauma and mindset coach that I work with. Here I am having achieved a certain level of wealth and freedom in my life, but I'm doubling down and doing more work on myself than I ever have. And that's just because I realized that the ambition that I had where I was always chasing things and trying to prove that part of me, while it was successful in creating material wealth and material success in this world, it also created a lot of unhappiness for me because every time I would arrive at what I thought would be a place where I should be happy because of my accomplishments, I was always left feeling feeling unfulfilled and, and maybe the opposite of what I expected to feel. And so being somebody who wants to enjoy every aspect of life, especially as hard as I've worked to create the life that I have, it really was something that I needed to focus on so that I could reach a place of really operating from my true power, this place inside of me, these God-given gifts and talents that, that I've had. And to allow those to flow into the world with a sense of openness and heart-centeredness. And that that really is the beauty of what's come of my work over the last couple of years in COVID is I've been able to really see who I was when I was a child, where I didn't get maybe what I thought I needed or what I, I, I thought I deserved, and how I started to structure this person who was extremely ambitious, who could lead, who could jump out there and make things happen. And while I always respect that part of me, there's a deeper part of me that I really wanted to get in touch with that if I keep aligning with that part of myself, then I can truly live a spectacular life. And and that's my word for this year is spectacular. I picked one word and it felt a little funny but it's only because that's my ego saying that. My ego thinks it's funny because it doesn't believe that I deserve to have a spectacular life when you really boil it down. So I've got to get in touch with that part of myself that's aligned with our creator that lives in true abundance that that actually does know that not only do I deserve that, but it's something that is my right to claim. Lot to unpack there. <laughs> a lot to unpack there all right everyone this has been mike mccarthy thanks for coming on buddy <laughs> all right, that's already enough value right there all right before there's a couple different directions i want to take you from that the first one 
define spectacular for you right now. What does spectacular look like for you? It's like majestic, beautiful, amazing, grandiose was even one of the words. I looked up the definition just to get in alignment, even with in line with what your question is. And some of those words made me feel uncomfortable in a way where I was like, this is the right word for me because it just means over the top amazing, really. And for me to find a place inside of myself that knows that I'm worthy of that, that's a task that I'm embarking on for the year. So was worthiness one of the main areas of your life that you felt wasn't spectacular? What areas were you really doubling down on to be able to come up with this whole consensus state perpetually of spectacular? Yeah. Um, just allowing myself to to have and enjoy what I've accomplished and the life that I've built without needing to add more onto it. So it's the act of not needing more in order to be better. More is not always better is better. And in this case, for me, it's knowing that I don't have to go build another business or go prove anything. I've already done that. And what I need to do is really just find happiness, being a great dad, being the owner of businesses where I have amazing people that that really run with the ball. I very often, I, I, I very infrequently get to touch the football. They're out there playing with it, running with it. And my job is to support them, give them the resources to win, and then shine the spotlight on them and not myself and be happy with that. Be happy with where our business is and be happy with the, the spotlight that's shining on these stars that are really just crushing it right now in the real estate world. And I'm okay operating somewhat in the background. Right now, it's a full contact sport. And in real estate, it's competitive. So I'm still in the game, but I'm just allowing them to be the star players uh, in the game that we're playing right now. So it's all about just allowing myself to enjoy what I've ar- what I already have. And that's a part of my, a part of my life that has been challenging because I'm always looking for the next thing, the next, the next business, the next thing that will help me to prove that I'm worthy or help me prove to the world, to my father, to society, whoever it might be that I'm worthy of what I have already. And that's, it's kind of shitty because here we are as human beings chasing all this stuff down, man, if you finally catch what you want, make sure you take time to enjoy it and relish in the fact that you did what you set out to do. I love what you're saying, man. And I, this is why I do the show. and. But I mean, you and I have spoken a couple of times. Like I'd count you, I'd count you as a friend, man. But I would say being able to offer these perspectives is so valuable because where do you get this shit? You can't. You have everyone that's a success in business, all they talk about is business, right? And we will talk business, we will talk dollars and cents in the back half of the show. And that's why we're going to have a premise before this. People have an understanding of where you are economically and where you are in in the business world before you say all these things. But these perspectives are so wild because a lot of people that are on the hunt, they think that there's going to be this mountaintop of happiness. And I'm so blessed to be around guys like you because you guys have taught me, especially you and Tim, have taught me to love the hunt instead of the end result and the kill and enjoy the ride and enjoy the journey. Because before I was destined to do exactly what you were doing. Chase, get to the mountaintop. All of a sudden, you shit, another mountain. <laughs> shit, another mountain. Shit, another mountain. 
going back, this was a conversation that was in the audience while you were talking about this on stage. Do you think that it was worth it going through what you went through with the ego, with the drive for the mountaintop? Do you think it was worth it operating from that ship on your shoulder, monkey on your back mentality to be able to get to your levels of wealth that you're at today? And then look at the intrinsic values of happiness and success and worth and spectacular? Or would you go back to that 20, 30-year-old like Mike and say, hey, man, quit this shit. There's a better way to do this. Yeah, what a great question. Number one, I would say I wouldn't change my journey for anything just because I've learned to accept and to love all parts of myself, including mistakes I've made, things I've done. And so there's no changing it for me. I love it. I embrace it. It is what it is. And so I'll say that first. And then the other thing I would say is that the funny thing is that I realize now looking back that I didn't have to do it from that place. To all to everybody out there that says, no, I have to operate with this chip on my shoulder, this need to prove this really driven ambition. That's all great. There's nothing wrong with that, actually, because that's natural. But I think it's the point in time when we awaken and we realize, oh my God, I actually don't need to do it that way. Because when we're on the hunt and we're hustling or grinding, we're doing everything we can to be successful, the 80-20 principle still applies. Like 80% of the shit you're, you do that you think you need to do to be successful doesn't have any impact. It only impacts 20% of your results. So you've got to get really clear on like, how can I really discern what the 20% is that if I focused on those activities, it's going to yield me 80% of my results. This is a little Pareto's law. And I think in retrospect, I realized that I spent a lot of time chasing down leads and climbing trees and mountain mountains and doing things that I thought was productive at the time. But now when I look back, I'm like, oh, there was only these few things that I actually had to do in order to be uh, successful. And all the other stuff that I did was just me just sitting there spinning my wheels. Mm -hmm. So the reason I state that though, is because the more you're aligned with your true power, that abundance that lives within you and all around us, our creator, the universe, nature, whatever you want to call it, the more aligned we are with that force, then the more powerful we are and the better we are at discerning what action should be taken and what actions should not be taken. And so I realize and reflect back and I'm like, I did it that way. And yes, I wouldn't change it for anything, but now I know that I didn't have to do it that way. I could have embraced at a deeper level, my true essence and being, and I could have from that place decided what I would do or not do and not been always running from or towards something. I could simply just be acting in alignment with my spirit and my human mission that I'm here to live and to perpetuate so that my family eventually, my kids eventually can go on that same journey themselves.